0: What's up, for everybody? Happy Monday night. Today is September 11th, 2023. This is Across the Pitch. I am back this week after a much-needed break <laughs> last Monday. I am Mike Barrera. I'm joined by my two buddies above me on your screen, Jose on my right Dave on my left. Dave, how are you doing tonight, buddy?
1: Yeah, I'm good watching Monday Night Football, although it's been slightly ruined already. But, I mean, no, the Eagles are one <laughs> I mean, the, the Eagles are 1-0. Uh, joe has got back to winning ways, so I'm good. I'm good.
0: I love it. How about yourself, Jose? How are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It was a lot of fun to we'll catch uh, international games this week. It was also fun to uh, learn about being able to cover the game on October 17th at the link where Mexico and Germany will be facing each other. So I'll be there. AAT Sports will be covering that match. And honestly, I, I don't know. Folks that I've told is, have sort of told me that's a big deal, but it's it's still kind of surreal, right? Like, it's international soccer that I'm covering for the first time. So, we'll see how it goes, but I'm super excited.
0: It's kind of a big deal. Yes, I, it's been full. Well, first of all, the Eagles are 1-0, so Dave, to your point, right? It was a, it was a, a bit of a nerve-wracking win yesterday, um, but yeah. still 1-0, can't complain. The Union are on break right now for international duty, hence the name of the episode. We do have some Union news floating around, though, with Jesus Bueno's injury and, of course, leading up to the Cincinnati match. So without further ado, let's let's talk about what we last saw from last week. We had Todd Lewis on the show, so real quick, thanks, Todd, for covering for me again. I apologize to Todd. Yeah, I, I apologize. I couldn't make it. But, Jose, you're now two weeks past your Kai Wagner news uh, situation. <laughs> Has life come down for you since all that mayhem?
2: Yeah, in a way, right? My phone, my phone's back to normal. I, uh, I, I don't even know what it ended. I know last I checked, the uh, the interactions on it were somewhere in the hundred and seventy thousand uh, level. So it is what it is. It's 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 cool, you know. But I must admit, um, got a lot of kind messages from people across sort of like the space that we work in, right? And and I say work in air quotes, but like. Other reporters asking like, how did you get him to say that? Or uh, actually even today, and I know when I talk about Jesus Bueno, um, people sending me DMs with tips. Uh, so sort of doing some of that work now, I guess, where someone had told me, uh, I know you've been wondering about Jesus. He's actually back in town. But I couldn't corroborate it, so wow. I, you know, it's it's kind of cool to start getting some of that. So, yeah. it goes without saying, if you ever have a you know a, a thought or or something that you know you can't share, I'm always you know anonymity is number one. You can always trust that and believe in that. So, reach out if you ever have any anything you want to share.
0: I love it. And also, last time uh, I was at the Union game, I got this new shirt that they have, the little Doom-themed yeah. shirt. So for those who can't really see it, I like, got this new thing. I know Kyle and Jillian had this show on display on their show, the one team we uh, one, the one team we agree on. So again, shout out to them. I hung out with them before the match where I got to beat the crap out of that bull, which was a lot of fun. But again, that's going two weeks <laughs> back now. Uh, so Jesus Bueno, for those who don't know, had some sort of knee injury during training right before his first appearance. Now he wasn't obviously on the roster at all then for the first match, correct?
2: He wasn't. Uh, So my understanding is that he was at practice and uh, right before their flight to Barranquilla and injured himself. Um, Tests were ongoing. Both federations actually lent a hand to figure out the testing. Um, And I guess it was bad enough, you know, when when injuries are bad enough and teams realize that you're not going to be really supplying a whole lot, in terms of, you know, (laughs) experience or, or productivity to an international camp. If the injury is bad enough, they will send you home. And that's what happened. When did Jesus get back to Chester, Philadelphia? I'm I'm not sure, but he did post today, uh, on, was it Instagram? Yeah, it was Instagram, uh, with a bag of ice on his right knee, uh, doing solitary training, uh, all by himself inside of the, is it the power something training facility there? Um, Right off of LOTC. And again, you know, that person who reached out to me um, had mentioned it right after that report came out that it was probably going to be a departure, but I couldn't corroborate. So sorry, just trying to get it right. I didn't want to put out something that I would have to backtrack on. So uh, I I wish, you know, that person... uh, automatically gets on my on my list of approved people from now on
0: (laughs) well we also had some uh, slight scare with Andre Blake as well because he wasn't in his lineup for Jamaica now I know people have floated around that he has some flu-like symptoms so he looks like he's okay but of course anytime we hear of Symptoms regarding some sort of illness. We yeah. think of the COVID year, right? When <laughs> we, exactly and the whole the whole lineup got uh, wiped out with uh with COVID. So, Andre Blake. Now, when's their next next match for Jamaica? Or did they already take care of business?
2: No, they they play tomorrow against Haiti at 8 p.m. You can catch that game on Paramount Plus. He was pictured at training. I think I posted that picture this morning. The Jamaican Federation. Okay. Um, posted an image with him. And I actually had to send the picture to three or four people <laughs> to double check. Like, is that guy with dreads uh, with dreads with a uh, uh, corn you know, braided hair. Is that Andre Blake? The one in red, obviously a goalkeeper. Uh, and it took three eyes to make me realize, yes, it is. And I can just trust my gut a little bit more, but you know, again, trying to get it right and not mess this up.
0: Well, yeah, I mean the injury bug in general is going around. I mean, we have, you know, Bueno now with, within the issue, Badoy suspended for the Cincinnati match. Blake, of course, he's fine now. He'll be better after some, you know, some Dayquil and whatnot. But we also have to worry about Daniel Goszak and his knee issue. Now, Dave, I know, I, did you watch the match, the Rebel match live, or did you watch after the fact, Dave?
1: So I watched, um, I watched the full game after the fact. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, it was an enjoyable watch. I've said the score, but it was enjoyable to, you know, see the Union sort of take some form of control against a team that they should be comfortably beating, which perhaps we haven't seen as often this season.
0: No, exactly. I mean, what are your thoughts on on Gosling? with with us possibly having a short bench? Leon Flocks already out. How do you think that this team can keep up with Cincinnati, even though they're missing Acosta? You're still going to be down possibly Goslag, even if he's not a hundred percent. You know.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. I think, of course, since they haven't actually been the best formers, we've can you know as we've all seen over recent weeks, they've been very susceptible, you know, susceptible or susceptible to inconsistency, um, which is obviously seen. The gap not exactly extends because again, again they've been so inconsistent as well. Um, but I don't know. I think of course Acosta has probably been the star man this year, and I think he's probably in the front running or at least a front runner for the MVP, if not the front runner, I think. Of course, I think he's got 10 goals, 10 assists this year, which I think along with Gazdag's the only other player to achieve that feat, um, mm-hmm. uh, so far. Um, so again, <laughs> argue, of course, probably of course, has probably been better the better player but two players that could certainly be in the mvp running at the end of the season both teams missing is obviously going to not only doubt like hurt the quality of the game but i mean it might end up perhaps helping in the union's favor because i know of course as good as gazdag can be i think a is probably a more influential player if you probably put up compared the two i think the union probably could get away with not having gazdag in the team with quinn sullivan you know coming in he can offer something a bit different I'm not going to suggest uh, Torres because that would be stupid. But, um, <laughs> but I think, like, you know, putting Sullivan in there, or, you know, I mean, like, there are definitely options that the union have that, um, you know, can even, I mean, you might even see a front three. You might even see, like, a Carranza in the middle, or Ua in the middle, and Carranza and um, Baribo either side, maybe. I, there are definitely options there. I think the union probably might miss Gaz and Cincinnati will miss Acosta, although I think. That's not downplaying how important like is in the team.
0: Well also you have to think about too, this this break really did come at the right time for the team. I mean, even if Bueno's injury, if you look at it, well, he's got a knee issue. It's like at least he has a week and a half to recover to kinda of heal up. But the thing with Gazlag is just now it's a second knee issue in the past, what, month, right? When was the first time you he heard his knee, Jose? About a month ago, give or take? It was at home. Um Yeah,
2: I forget it was it was League's Cup, wasn't it? It was right before yep. the semifinal or yep. maybe the yeah, it was right before the semifinal where he uh he buckled his knee, I think. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I I like to think that, you know, the, 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 the time he got back to heal with not going to the the Hungarian national team hopefully right. was well spent and you know <laughs> heating and icing heating and icing that knee getting some some you know uh, I wouldn't even put him jogging I would just put him on a bike for you know four or five days to keep his fitness up so I, I'm, I'm interested I, I know that we're gonna have a press conference soon probably Thursday you know match day minus two I would think that's typically when they do them uh, and you know I'm Excited to hear who's healthy and who's not, and you know, crossing our fingers tomorrow with uh Jamaica playing so Blake and Lowe, Israel playing Taribo, uh, Tai Baribo, Taribo, um, Martinez playing at 645, and then Olivia and Baizo uh, representing Cameroon against Burundi. So hopefully, 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 no more bodies uh pick up the injury bug and we can just have a what is it? Three matches until the next international break, right? Two or three matches. Then we go into the mid-October international break again. You know, we're getting back into that cycle. And it was yeah. it was actually kind of weird to uh, though. I don't know. Do you guys think that that Leagues Cup month was a bit of a blur? <laughs>
0: It feels like it was a long month, and yet it feels like it was so long ago as well.' It, it right. just, it's like yeah. it, it came and went. I'm like, oh wow, that was a fast yet also very long month. I just hate how much soccer these guys are playing. it's it's not just it's pe- people that are of value like Jose Martinez. we all kind of agree with as well. I think I think Kyle had mentioned to me somebody I talked to on last Saturday it was I'm kind of glad Martinez is suspended for this match because we could use him to just take a break every now and then. Because Jose's been playing a lot, you know? Same thing with Daniel. As much as we like to see our players go away for international duty, they're already going to hit 54, 55 games this year. Now you're adding all all their international duty games on top of that. At least Olivier gets a break with Nathan Harriel, but Daniel doesn't, you know?
2: Yeah, and that's what I was going to sort of touch upon, right? When you... I asked Mikel Ua after the DC game, uh, granted he was tired and leaning on a chair, you know, how's your body holding up? You know, you're, you're playing all of these matches and you know, what is your appetite to continue to do this? And of course he's in a position, literal field position where, He's actually going through a lot of competition now with with Ty and and you know Carranza and uh, throw in Sullivan whoever you want uh, Donovan <laughs> you know competition for minutes but then we have other positions across the field that maybe that depth isn't there anymore right with flock Bueno picking up injuries here and there gasdag picking up an injury so I, and I think this is you know Mikhail's, Mikhail's comment was you know this is the way it is in Europe right you have the league you have you know let's think of England you have the league. You have uh, uh, the Carabao Cup. I don't know what they call it anymore. I know it's changed names a couple of times. Dave knows this. Uh, then you have the Champions League yeah. and, you know, pepper in the FA Cup. Yeah. And you have three or four competitions running at all times. So you, yeah, they still don't a-
1: play as many games as the teams in the full third, fourth, and fifth yeah. division. But they still and there aren't. you go.
2: So it's it's still a lot. So Mikel was kind of like, you know, this is what I'm used to. Granted, Bromby wasn't in the you know Champions League or anything like that. He was still understanding of all the competitions, and his body was sort of you know ready for it. So he said. But you also got to think about you know this load of games has to be among many other things, including that little Argentine out in Miami to sort of lead to changes, right? And and roster building, right? Because when you think about this many matches, (laughs) you think about top European teams that have oodles of money or or bigger pockets than most teams to uh, most American teams to go and, and buy depth. So then you have one roster for... Carabao Cup. You have another roster for the FA Cup. You have another roster for basically another roster for your regular league, uh, you know, season. So, I wonder if this is going to be again another, you know, uh, another, you know, <laughs> point of conversation when it comes to ownership deciding. Yes, we need to figure it out if we're going to be successful among all competitions and give every single team a fair chance.
0: And also, well, Kyle also chimes in. So Kyle from uh, the one team we agree on says, you know, he is the best six in the league. So it's, it's a gamble to rest them. And that's where someone like Bueno comes in, who's, you know, obviously can fill in that role pretty well. And even just Curtin getting creative with Bedoya and McGlynn and that double pivot in the front, which he used right. pretty successfully. So uh, the amount of games is obviously troubling, but I wonder – I don't know. I know Miami had a run of injuries. I don't know how other how many other teams are dealing with the same problems the Union are. I doesn't feel like they are, but maybe I'm just not paying attention to enough other teams. But, I mean, Dave, from your perspective out in England with Gillian Ham, do they play anywhere near as many games as we are this season? Because I feel like they're not. They uh, still just follow in your accounts every week.
1: Uh, yeah, we've played 10 games. Uh, we've played 11 game, 10 games this season already, I think.
0: And how, how long does your season run to?
1: Until May, So we'll play 46 league games. And then on top of that, we'll, we're guaranteed to play at least one game in the Carabao and FA Cup, which takes you up to 48. Yeah. And then you've got to play three games in the Pointless Trophy called the FL Trophy that takes you up to 51 games. So bear in mind, again, like you have the best teams in the country in the world, because they have to play 38 games on top of maybe another t- eight or nine games or whatever. The teams, bear in mind, they've got the best budgets, the best squads, the best players, the best academies. Mm -hmm. You've got players with the absolute, clubs with the absolute bare minimum playing as many games or if not more. Because I think it was a point last year we played 23 games by the time the Premier League played like 10 or 11 games. Jesus Christ. Which is like ridiculous. Like, so again, you sort of see like, again, like the rich, the rich and the best moaning. But yeah, I mean, again, like perhaps in the MLS is a different issue where like, I mean, again, you're not like stopping the whole season to play a direct competition alongside it. Um, yeah, I don't know, I think it's a weird one because, of course, again, like, in the middle of the season, we've sort of seen with some teams with the Leagues Cup when they got eliminated after like three days and then they didn't play for like <laughs> another month. So, again, I think it's the best of both worlds, really, isn't it? But I think, again, looking at like the close schedule though, like, so the union from this weekend in the space of three weeks will play, uh, I believe, seven games. Were they really so they'll play. Seventeenth they'll play Cincinnati. Twenty-first they basically play Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Thursday between now and up to October or uh, something. October eighth, and then they have the international break. But I mean, at least you know there is actually a break now. And the union don't actually have to play during these international windows. Where again they're without Andre Blake, they're without Olivier Bazo, Daniel Gastage. I mean that could be something that also works in the union's favour because I know we sit there and say, um, okay, yeah, it's frustrating that you know these other teams perhaps will will also get their best prize back when you play but you sort of think look at how important as we've seen how important that uh, Andre Blake is to this team and yeah. you could probably argue in the game against Orlando this year I think Bendik had a bit of a howler for one of the girls, Um <laughs> Just a bit. You <laughs> get Solando, the two feet. You think if Andre Blake was there, he probably doesn't make that mistake and it's a different game. And Jose Martinez is playing in that six instead of Leon Flack, who's, you know, being thrusted into a position he hasn't played in pretty much a year, practically, because he, yeah. he was always hosing that role. Do you know what I mean? It's a sort of a bit of a snowball effect. So I think it probably could work in Union's favour better than, better than perhaps other teams, because I know as we sort of, no disrespect to this roster, you look at sort of, um, you look at perhaps the the difference in quality between certain positions. Like there was a massive drop-off between Andre Blake and your backup goalkeeper. There's a yeah. massive drop-off between Jose Martinez and your next holding midfielder, Even like as reliable certain players as Bueno and Flat can be when they are, when they do get a run of games. Um, there's a big, I mean, again, like, Gazdag so important to the way the team plays. I mean, no, just like again, I sort of sort of said on the top of the show, don't like contradicts myself, but there's a bit, there's still a big drop off between Gazdag and Quinn Sullivan and um, Joaquín Torres. As, although I think that Quinn Sullivan perhaps can offer you something a bit different, but I think again, do you know what I mean like perhaps there isn't that sort of difference among other perhaps some of the more well off squads in the MLS.
0: Well, so that's where we are going to see if Gazdag is you know injured or or doesn't play on Saturday. The versatility of somebody like Baribo or even McGlynn. I mean, we, I think we've seen McGlynn the 10 once this season.
2: I think so, and, yeah.
0: And he's gotten to the point now where he's getting so good off the on the ball with distributing, you kind of are curious if you can give it a chance. I mean, it's not like... He's, you know, Gaza has this blazing speed that McGlynn does not have. Really, they're both distributors, just are in different parts of the field. But of course, it's harder plays, Daniel, Jose,
2: your thoughts? No, I was way? gonna, I was sort of gonna comment on on Dave's point, right? Yeah. We had a competition stop the entire league for was it literally a month, right? It was it was a month, month, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I know I asked the question to. Just about every player that I talked to, including Mexican players, as well as our own players and players from other teams, whether or not they felt like this was worth it. And, you know, this was in front of cameras, but also microphones and and other bodies. But I'd be really intrigued and, and I hope I get an opportunity just sort of off off the record or on background type of type of situation. Right. And and Ask them, you know, was the was the monetary gain worth it? You know, like did you did you feel like that was that was worth it? And and I'd be curious to really hear their answer when they don't have a PR person next to them or or in the room, you know, like was it was it really worth if you are a Daniel Gastag, who's a proven player in this team, to go out and and play the whatever, six games, seven seven games that we ended up playing in a month. Was that really worth the however many thousands of dollars you got? I, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm really in, intrigued.
0: Well, also, I was thinking about it too. I know somebody had mentioned the uh, playoff picture. And essentially, let's say a team does not make the playoffs this year or they get eliminated early. And let's mm-hmm. say, hypothetically speaking, that same team was eliminated early from Leagues Cup. Think of how much downtime some of these teams are going to have with Leagues Cup really giving them, what, two and a half weeks off, three weeks off. Now you get yep. an international break, and you you have another break coming up in, at the end, after September. And then if you get eliminated from the playoffs or you don't go far in the playoffs, you have a very long stretch before you start up again in, what, February, late February? So I yeah. wonder, too, how that affects players in terms of just their conditioning, their bodies, how they're going to do... Let's say a team that got eliminated at League's Cup early on, maybe they have the energy to then make a push to the playoffs further in, as uh, September rolls around. But um,
2: one team that has actually played, I think, and I'll have to count, but I'm, I'm sort of walking through the scenarios of teams that have played a lot of games this year. Yeah, I would think Minnesota's up there, right? They've played all the leagues games, plus they made out okay in League's Cup, but where they're really gaining games gaining as in adding up games to their tally would be the u.s open cup (coughs) with them now going to the final so you know you 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 pull away from one competition and sort of shove it into another um so no i just wanted sort of like thinking in my head like there are another team who's probably going through this is minnesota and i can't imagine that they are as deep as we are so just just you know Sharing that out loud. Well,
0: listen, speaking of Minnesota, we should probably thank them for what they did on Saturday. So, <laughs> yeah. at the very last minute against New England, <laughs> in, in, I know, perfect segue. In the death, uh, was it St. Clair? Their goalie had an assist uh, of a, a set piece to tie the game up in the death there. So, they ended up pulling out a 1 1 draw against New England, who's going through their own personal dilemmas with their coach having. Uh, A series of issues, let's leave it at that. So because of that, the table is now much closer to the second seed. Cincinnati, of course, still comfortably at 57 points. New England's at 48, Orlando is at 47, and the Union are at 46. Now, we have a game in hand over New England, actually as well over over Orlando and Cincinnati as well. Um, So really, uh, this Saturday match not only brings us closer to the supporter shield, lead which of course is kind of a stretch now but it allows us to j- leapfrog over new england with the game in hand so it's a pretty significant game on saturday but if you look at the union schedule in general i, mean, I know jim Curtin has mentioned well we're at home a good amount of times and he's right throughout september we are home three out of this out of the five games but these are a pretty tough stretch of matches and like i didn't really realize it till just now looking at the schedule again the union play against cincinnati on saturday they travel to charlotte which I feel like is PTSD from last year when we got em- embarrassed by Charlotte. <laughs> then they host LAFC, they host Dallas, and then they travel to Columbus. Columbus of course being a very solid squad that we've seen so far. So these next 5 games, man. I I mean, they are very tough. Dave, let's let's kind of those 5 games. What is your ideal or realistic point total after those 5 <sighs> games?
1: <laughs> I think, again, remember, reminded me of that Charlotte game. I think that was the game where I think the AFC either lost that stuff later that day, de- like later in the that early in the day. Sorry, and everyone was like, Oh my God, the uni won this. They literally all have to do is win the last game of the season. They're going to win, they're going to win the support shield. And they're going to have like home advantage out the whole playoffs. And everyone's like, if They get a result here. They're going to do this. And we just got completely embarrassed from like the first minute, which is terrible, like from start to finish. And I think that game. I don't know if that was how it panned out. No, I think it was how it panned out. No, I'm pretty sure an AFC much gave us like a foot up to be like, oh, by the way, yeah, we're going to give you a slight chance here. Then we just completely just shit the bed. And...
0: Isn't that what we always do, though, Dave? We always just yeah. shit the bed. That's the thing. So England drops points against Minnesota. And so now, of course, and of course, Acosta's down for Cincinnati. So this would be the perfect opportunity to take those points.
2: I feel like we shouldn't be talking too loud about it. I know. <laughs> no.
1: well, it yeah, sounds like... So it sounds really weird, but I mean, like, you look at the game, I mean, Columbus are going to cause you a big issue. But I mean, Dallas as well at home, that's a tough game. It's a very, like, I said, it's a really tough stretch. I think Dallas, again, fighting for their lives in the playoff places. I think uh, the two row games are probably the easier games, and probably Dallas as well, but they're probably the easier, easier the games out of the five. I think the NAFC won, PTSD again. The, the unions still haven't beaten NFC. Um, Cincinnati last couple of games seem to have had our number. You know, uh, I think two bundle wins. I believe the last two games, and although they were in Cincinnati, but I mean, again, that, it's yeah. Again, the, the games you don't really have great records in. Doesn't they have like the I think it's our second ever game in Charlotte. I mean, of course, last last season, I believe was the first one. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not ideal at all, really. Um, if, ideal if, Char- stretch.
0: if we had Charlotte at home, I'd feel a lot better with the outcome and, and what could possibly happen. But you're right. LAFC being in Super Park does nothing for me. Great. We don't have to go to the West Coast. I still think we draw that. Columbus, going to Columbus, we've seen us we've seen us draw against Columbus a lot of times. But, again, going there gives me concern. Um, Dallas here, I can't remember the last time we even hosted Dallas at home. I mean, are we going back, what, five or six years I, I and mean, we've traveled to Dallas we went to Dallas last year if I remember correctly yeah which I we don't think we've even won in Dallas before ever if I remember last
2: right. time Dallas was in town was 2019
0: I don't I don't remember that at all I mean that was that was the <laughs> uh <Never>. April 6th
2: <laughs> to two, two, one win
0: was it for us or for them for us for us, okay. So at? again, it's it's concerning for me that these games mean so much, and the union could very well drop down to the bottom tier, the playoff picture, if they do not take care of those road games. So, um, um, Dave, maybe I missed it. you said realistic number again, <laughs> um, I, or maybe I you just didn't, didn't hear it. You I not You I did, try I... to get away from the question, Dave. Yeah, I don't like you that. Tried.
1: I, you I'm, tried. I'm not confident. Uh, no, uh, it doesn't sound uh, like it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Jesus, Dave. <laughs> So it's it sounds bad,
1: team, but yeah. I feel like a realistic number might be six points, which isn't good. But I think you look at the game against Cincinnati, I think it's going to be a tough one. I think, again, you want to win. Yeah. I think the Union are too far gone to win the support shield now. I think second place is probably what you want. Um, Charlotte, I think they need to win that game. An uh, AFC defeat, maybe a draw. They'll beat Dallas, I think. They might lose in Columbus with the way that they've played on the road this year at times. Um and again, Columbus are in and around that sort of little pack as well to come second. I think it's what, four teams? Full teams in that sort of hunt, aiming to come second. So, I mean, again, they're going to be up for it as well. It's going to be re- and I think that's probably the most frustrating thing is, is that the, you know, the final two games, I think, I don't know if you guys have given up hope of winning the support shield to come first. It's, but It's gone,
0: yeah, at this point.
1: The two games that the union have, like, against teams directly around them are both on the road against Columbus and New England, which is obviously the last game of the regular season, which mm-hmm. has big implications. I just think the way that they've played on the road this year when they needed to win on the road, they haven't perhaps turned up or given us a result that they need. So, I mean, I've not got much confidence going into those games. So I think six points is probably well, the, the shot- most I'm expecting.
0: The Charlotte match is – so Charlotte currently sits in the 11th spot. They're only three points behind DC. I know, Jose, you have some ties to Charlotte with uh, – Dave was Gusler, right?
2: Yep, yep, Gus Buster. Know how, yeah, I don't know
0: how <laughs> much you talked to them about their, their team, but over the last match on September 2nd, it was a 1-1 draw against Nashville. Going back to August, they had a 1-1 draw against Orlando, a 2-1 win against LAFC. So it's not like they've performed poorly in these recent matches they're they're hosting dc united before they host us as well that's saturday before uh the wednesday trip for us so if they beat dc united on wednesday then they're basically tied for that final playoff spot and then they get to host us before traveling to cincinnati i mean if you're talking about a team that's hungry to make the playoffs that that team's going to be itching to get at least a home draw
2: and and that's just it, right? When you when you think about the way that that Jim speaks about our team, right? And I say our team, obviously Philadelphia. Um, you, gotta be, you gotta be careful what you say. Yeah, right. Uh, the way that that Jim speaks about this team in terms of Philadelphia is that they don't do well having to chase games, but rather getting ahead and then sort of protecting, right? Because then teams have to open up. The way I see a lot of this, the rest of this this schedule or the next five, right? Cincinnati. That could be, hopefully, we, we steal a win. But you think about Charlotte, Dallas, Columbus, I would say that that's very much like Cincinnati, right? They have no reason to, to go all out for it. They could tie or win, and that's totally fine. But the other teams that that are there, LAFC as well, mm-hmm. uh, you think about the Charlotte match. Specifically, that's a team that needs to go out for it, much like D.C. needed to go out for it against us at D.C. Yeah. That, that means that teams are not going to be able to lock up and hope for the best, especially if they're at home, right? You would think that Charlotte would give it their all at home on (laughs) one of the few turf fields still in the MLS, right? So I would, I would think that, you know, you look at those next five games and I would probably say that I'm actually maybe more confident than you both, but I think that we sneak away with a win against Cincinnati we I like
0: how you say sneak away with a win at home. That's that's how much confidence you have.
2: <laughs> well, listen. The other thing to remember this this Cincinnati game September 16th. This could be the the winner decides or the winner gets Kai Wagner <laughs> type yeah. of type of match, right? It's the, the sweepstakes. Right. <laughs> um, hopefully, we win in Charlotte. Um, I think we'll lose to LAFC. I think we will beat Dallas, and then we will lose Columbus. So. What did I say? Two losses and three wins? Yes, Maybe a tie? Yeah. That's nine
0: points. Nine that's points
2: exactly. I think is probably very realistic. For I'm writing these yeah. down,
0: by the way. Especially Dave's so. ridiculous answer of what you said. Five. Yeah,
2: Dave, Dave's got that's like seven, points. what did he say, three points, five points? Six, six <laughs> points. I said six, six points. points.
1: I think for me, like the only reliable win I can see is the Dallas game. I think the thing is I, I could easily see the Union going one win, three draws, one defeat. I, I think you guys
0: are underrating
2: Dallas a little bit. I'm just saying.
1: I don't know. I just think, again, that the comes to Super Park. I mean...
2: Wait, so did, is... Ferreira, did Ferreira leave, or is he still there?
1: I think he's I still, he there. still there. So he's... I,
2: there were rumors of him departing, but I don't know what came of it, because I think he was uh, sick scratches last couple of games. Uh, I think they were sort of weighing in a move, but I'll, I'll search while you go on.
0: So here's the standings for the West, since we're obviously handling a couple Western Conference teams. St. Louis is still in first place. Good for them. Seattle's in second place at 41. LAFC's in in third place, rather, with 40 points. And then Dallas is in ninth place at 34. So Dallas desperately needs a win, too. They're only three points behind San Jose, um, and they're only one point in front of Austin. So the next team, even LA Galaxy, who have 30 points, are only four points back from the playoff picture. The only team realistically realistically out of the playoffs is Colorado in the Western Conference. Wow. Eastern Conference, you'd say probably Toronto at, at 22 points. But if you look at LA's <laughs> schedule more specifically here, you have LAFC hosting LA Galaxy on Saturday the 16th. They travel to St. Louis, and then they host – or they travel to Philly afterwards. So they have a pretty good stretch of games as well. It's not like they have a cakewalk. By the time they get to Philly, they might be exhausted from playing – you know, LA Galaxy and St. Louis and very heated competitions that will very much, that, you know, determine some of the Western Conference playoff picture there. Um, so that might benefit us because by the time we get them, they might have some some jet lag and, and some wear and tear. But what uh, was going to say the Columbus game, they aren't too far off as well. So, again, there's a lot of issues here. Now, let's talk about the lineup, though. Let's say Daniel Goslog plays. We know Badoy is going to be out. We know Bueno is probably going to be on the shelf as well. Dave, what is your lineup looking for, or looking at on Saturday
1: um, night? I think, again, of course, there was, there was obviously doubts about Gazdag playing. I mean, of course, I don't think he went with um, Hungary on international duty today. I think he stayed at home. So, again, I think that's probably a huge positive that he's had, well, an extended period to sit, you know, sit at home and you know, recuperate, you know, with the union, uh, union medical staff. So, I think that might be, I think. I wouldn't be shocked if he's trending towards starting. Um, looking at the lineup, I'd probably go... It'd be, Blake and Goal will be the obvious option. Uh, right back. I'd be interested to see if the Union go the back five. I don't know how um, Cincinnati have been lining up this year in terms of... I think they've gone to more like a traditional 4 or my.
0: We'll check it out for you right now. Think, Jose, do you know off
1: top of your head? Nah, no, it turns out they're still playing with that three-four-one-two sort of formation. Yep. So I'd be interested to see if maybe Jim goes with the back five again just to match them up man for man at home maybe. I think maybe, I mean, just, you know, with the way that I mean, the, you know, not only the way that Cincy applied the union last couple of games, but you know, perhaps the union might be worried about the overloads out wide with the wing, with the with the wing backs to try and cut. So he might go with a bit more width to counteract it. So we would me with Harry on at right wing back. Um The usual three at cent, centre backs and Again, with Kyle Wagner being a being a doubt, of it, we might end up seeing Harriol left wing back and Bazoat right wing back. So, it's as strange as it sounds, the trust in Matt Real Rial seemingly diminished in recent. Recent yeah. week, like the last two months, he's
0: vanished over the past yeah. what month. I can't remember the last time he actually played. I think, I think it was that one game he played on the left and he just disappeared. Well, remember that he like got taken out like the 50th, 60th minute, and that was the last we saw of Matt Real. He yeah. kind of just worked himself that, out of like,
1: lineup. I think that was the interesting thing that I think we sort of alluded to the league's cup and like, I think Jose you sort of mentioned how many teams have probably played their best players and run their best starters into the ground during that competition, like. I really thought some of the MS teams would have given the chance to some more fringe players to try and earn the opportunity, like in that first. And that's, yeah, a winner. Yes, I mean, obviously us, Burner was that one player. That, but I mean, more players like Matt Real, Quinn Sullivan, you know, even a Torres to get him run out right in games. Like, I know, I mean, even in that third place game, I know it was big because, you know, you could qualify for this champion's Cup of CONCACAF magic and stuff like that it's gonna be called next year. Um, but last like,
2: game last game Matt Rao played significant minutes would be the Queretaro game, first time around, yeah. twenty five minutes. But do
1: you know what I mean that like, I feel like significant. That, yeah. Do you know what I mean that sort of game? I feel like I'm surprised Union didn't use the tournament as a more of an opportunity to give younger players or more like fringe players a chance to impress, like
0: well. I mean, to kind of go back to what Jose and I talked about probably two months ago, who is Jim Curtin and who are the union to say, we don't have to take this tournament seriously. We can just kind of half-ass it and not really, we we don't really have a choice. We have to win something this year. And Lee's Cup was theoretically the best chance we probably could have had of doing so. I don't think if Messi was on Miami, we would have missed the final. We probably would have gone and hosted the final.
2: If, no yeah i mean you're right i mean especially after beating them three weeks earlier four to one at home yeah
0: yeah it's so it's it's one of those things where i think i think Curtin looked at this as like we need to we need to at least contend we have to win something let's go give it our chance and also going back to the last time we played um what's it called cincinnati that's when we traveled to cincy this is going all the way back to april 8th is that the last time we played them
2: I think so. Was it that the, was, be, yeah. was that when we got a red card and it was the union subs? Then we had, wasn't that during an international break? Yes.
0: Yeah, so we had our starters were, <laughs> we, had, we had a Bueno starting for Bedoya, Donovan started for Ua, Sullivan started for Goslog and we only lost one zero and it was a 69th minute penalty from Acosta that really beat us. And I remember yep. Jim had kind of, or I think their, their, their coach had kind of highlighted, listen, we, we beat the B team for the union, but barely at home. So that was, there was some concern early in the season, but again, that was so far back now. It doesn't really count anymore. Um, so in terms of the lineup from, from me, I think you have to go with U on Carranza. I would like to see Baribo earlier in the match. Maybe to to even give Carranza a break because he never gets it to take take a chance to get a break. But I don't think I don't think Curtin's going to do that, especially with him kind of preaching recently. He's still in preseason form. You're probably going to see Baribo first one off the bench. I thought he played very well in his brief time that he that he did play. I know it wasn't really much of an impact because they were winning four to one, but still, I thought he played fine. Um, Jose, any thoughts on the midfield on your end with Bedoya being suspended?
2: Um, I think we'll see a Jack McGlynn, mm-hmm. and I think. He's, Jim will have to get creative I don't know how he would I don't know maybe this is this is where uh, got a Sullivan sort of situation I, I don't know how you do a Sullivan and gasdag at the same at the same time but I guess the way I envision it is obviously barring any injuries injuries seeing a Blake in the back low Elliot glassness back three Kai McGlynn Sullivan. Harriel or So that, that one's a coin flip nowadays. I, I really did don't I'm, know what, what Jim's going to decide there.
1: Sorry, was it a two-game ban from Jose Martinez?
2: For Bueno? Oh, uh, yeah, Martinez. Mar- Martinez, is uh, doesn't he have card in, uh, issues? Yeah, or don't know. He, is, he, is he back?
1: I, I think he might be back, so he didn't play the uh, Red Bulls. Oh, game, shit.
2: Okay, yeah, there you go. Then Martinez starts. Sorry, I, I for some yeah. reason, thought he was he was out. Yeah, so then McGlynn Martinez. Let McGlynn be more... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how, how they're gonna work that out, but I would think that he would be the next one up. Uh then you have Gastag, Ua Caranza, and hopefully we see uh some tie game time tomorrow for Israel. He did not feature the first match for them. I so
0: I don't think we've seen McGlynn and, and Martinez together in front of the back three, have we? Would I don't this be know. their first chance? Because I know we've seen sure. uh McGlynn mm-hmm. and Baduya. I know we've seen Bueno and Martinez. I don't think we've seen McGlynn and, and Martinez in the double pivot before, which is fine with me because I think yeah. that's your, your best playmaker out of the back as well as your best you know six in, in the attacking defensive player.
2: At that point you just tell Martinez, Martinez, you're just a firefighter this game. You don't don't bother, you know, yeah. just just stop everything. Let Jack, let the ball run through Jack, right? Find yeah. Jack, let him distribute. Because <laughs> I mean, we've seen Martinez take runs, and I know Dave has alluded to it a couple of times on the show, but when Martinez goes forward, it's him making solo runs rather than unlocking, you know, space for someone else or, or finding a pass for someone else. It's it's sort of him just going wild on the right side. So, uh, do. I don't know. It would be interesting to see how this works out.
1: Also, I was gonna say I think this is the second of a three-game ban for Bueno as well. So I don't even know if him being fit would even matter because I think is it. If, I I don't know if it's the same in America. But in America, but I think is it a three-game suspension for violent conduct. <sighs>
2: You know, i i got I remember posting the last bit of the uh, fallout from the New York Red Bulls match uh, that I got from the league, and there was no mention of the red card. But Sean Nealis's, you know, um, fine, undisclosed fine for not leaving the field in a I don't know how you describe it in, in English In a timely I mean, manner. In a timely manner, I guess yeah. is probably the best way. In Spanish, it, it automatically like it 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 straight up translates to effective way (laughs) so uh i don't know i i that's another question for jim and i mean we have so many to ask him about this roster coming off of an international break with so many questions and going into it honestly with so many questions that i wish he would have had a conference last week
0: (laughs) i was gonna say this probably feels like the episode we don't have a whole lot to talk about because we don't know a lot of information we are still missing so many questions on what's Buenos Aires, what's Gaza. So we feel like we should have had this episode on Friday compared <laughs> to today because I was like, I sat down in the studio like right before we signed. I'm like, what are we talking about tonight? Because like, there's just nothing really.
2: Well, we've talk talked about. for 40 minutes, so we've, know, done exactly. <laughs> we've done something. We've
0: managed to fill the void. So, all right. So, uh, listen, I know for the point total, Jose, Dave, you had mentioned six. Jose, you said nine. I, I feel like nine is probably where I'm going to have to agree with. I don't think it's as low as six. If it's as low as six, you're probably talking about the union being like a six seed team in the playoffs, which is probably means an early exit.
2: It's such a double-edged sword, right? Because the higher you go, uh, being a one or a two this year seems like such a dangerous thing, especially when you think about the Miami monster that Miami has become right. 12 unbeaten since Messi started. And, you know, last game, and and I'm so, so glad I caught this, and, and I don't think anybody was talking about this. I didn't mention it on Twitter or anything, but Jim alluded to those under-22 players that they signed, Miami with Farias and, and the other guy, both of them very, very good, and they have shown it. So, you know, it's, it's just so – this team is so different from the one that we saw before League's Cup that if I'm a one or a two seed, which we obviously want the union to be – well, forget one through what get home field advantage? Is it four. one through four? One, one through four. four? Yeah. Honestly, at this rate, it sounds like being number four isn't the worst thing possible. <laughs> you
0: know? No, I mean, well, I guess when you put it like that, you're right because at the very least, you get to the next round and and hopefully host again. I just, I mean, I, I think in general, the East Conference is up for grabs. Anyone can beat anybody in this conference, and we had mentioned earlier in the season how deep we think the East is compared to the West. I, I would agree. I think any team, any team could realistically make a run, especially if Miami makes it. Then it, all nine could really make it. Um, maybe DC well, this, would be the least one I have, the, the, the one I have least amount of confidence in. If you had to, you know, pick one. Yeah,
2: no. And this feels like, you know, you, you think about, it's, it's literally, what, a month and change that that playoffs run this year uh, at this point, or October? Yeah.
0: Late October is it oct- to December
2: 9th. December 9th. That sounds like prime Messi leaks cup type of run again and you know i keep on saying messy and there's more bodies to it you have said he Jordi alba don't forget about kamal miller and and calendar just being another well calendar looked not so great this past game for for miami but nonetheless they're they're players that made a difference against philadelphia, philadelphia. and philadelphia and sure it didn't help that andre blake probably had the worst, worst game, game yeah worst game ever in, in union colors i i you know, it's it's kind of hard to even imagine wanting to face him again.
0: Here's a good question from Caleb Tucker. I thought there's a home and away game for every team this year in the playoffs. Did I misunderstand that?
2: Yeah, so he's onto something because yeah. uh, at some point I think it becomes a best of three. Yes. So isn't it a play-in <sighs> game and then a best of three and then it goes into more of a normal. Uh, a schedule?
0: It's just unnecessary. That's what it is. It's, it's just it's such a waste of fucking time in terms of just get have knockout rounds. There was nothing wrong with the playoff picture last year. It was perfect. It was perfect the way it was, and I liked it the way it was. And they had to make this whole thing. It's almost like baseball, right? There's like that wild card type of position now in the ninth spot. It just it's so overly complicated when it didn't have to be. So to Caleb, to your point, we'll have to dive into that more. Cause you're right. There was a best. of. Things. Here you go. I got
2: it. Okay. Go uh, ahead. seats one through seven, in each conference automatically qualify for the round one, best of three series, uh, seats eight and nine in each qualifier in each conference qualify for the wild card matches. So, yeah, you have the wild card, October 25th through the 26th. Then you have round one, best of three matches, the 20th through the 12th of November. Then uh. the semifinal and conference finals running from the 25th through December 3rd, and then finally December 9th. So, you know, uh, Mike, to your point of, of bodies that 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 bounce early early on, imagine being bounced out in uh, on October 25th. And the league officially wraps up December 9th. That's, that's un- a long that's lag a lo- <laughs> to be unemployed. <laughs>
0: that's a long downtime for for a player to not be playing competitive soccer until late late February. Right, is when the season typically starts. Again, it's it's. I don't like it. It's too much. It is what it is. To Caleb's point, more union soccer is not a bad thing. I just, I feel bad for these players who are just their bodies are getting torn apart. And then if they do make a deep run, they got to, you know, restart and go right back again in, in late February.
2: Um, you think that the ML, you, you'd think that the <clears throat> players union has to say something this offseason? right? Like, yeah, they, they agreed to a CBA a couple of years ago or, or whatever it was 21, 22. I can't remember. Um, but nonetheless, you, Think that they would argue for a lot more benefits from these owners right especially running their bodies all the way solely for playoffs from october 25th december to december 9th, 9th. Like, jim,
0: like jim liner says it's a long it is a long season it's a lot for us it, to cover in general dave i know you had joked about me on yeah. Twitter. you said mm-hmm. hey it was kind of nice not having a union game this saturday it it was kind of nice to take a yeah. break because even for us as as you know reporters with massive air quotes um It's it's a lot. It's it's like a full time job for us. I can't imagine how it is for these players training as much as they are.
1: Yeah. Again, it's good from ahead. I think what so essentially to the bar. So you have the playing games, which isn't which is just straight knockout. and You have the wildcard games, which is straight knockout, and then the equivalent of like the divisional round, if you want to call it, or is where you have the best of three, and that could be where the nightmare comes really, depending where Mami comes if you can get through that first round. Union could very well play in Miami in the best of three series. Oh God! Imagine how pissed you'd be if the Union were to win that first game.
0: Imagine, but how great it would be if we knocked Messi out of the playoffs? Because that's the th- so. I remember I forget who I was talking to. I think it was might have been Paul and me. One of the one of our, our Union friends. It was like, are we afraid to bring Miami to Messi to uh, Philly? I said, no, I'm not afraid of them, but I just know how the Union history works. The only reason why we got knocked out of this playoff tournament is because the greatest player in the world just happened to be in Chester at the, at the same exact time it is so Union for us to lose that way um,
2: can you but, imagine bringing the circus twice on a playoff atmosphere both of those times no I, well potentially twice know. right when 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 at home lose away bring them back at home like yeah. can you can you fathom like what we experienced Mike but twice in like whatever what how, how long is that is I uh, 28th, I'm guessing first game Mm -hmm. following week, early November, second game out in Miami, if we have home field advantage and then, you know, November 12th or whatever, having the final best of three game, having that circus all within two weeks, three weeks. That just
0: means Alex Windley and Windley will be on our show three times. That's it. She'll be she'll be the first guest to ever be on our show five times in one season. <laughs> no, I just I just I
2: just can't fathom. Yeah, yeah that is exactly what I mean. <laughs> but I just can't fathom that the the circus and and again I think we need to give a big shout out the three of us and and Dave. You maybe uh, haven't experienced it as much as we are, but just how rock solid the union PR team is. Right. And, 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 and ensuring that independent, you know, coverage like ours is, is sort of in the forefront and and being accepted and being allowed to, to do what we do. And and especially Mm -hmm. when I'm sure there's big dogs that try to show up to the Miami game and we're turned away or turned away to not the official press box, but rather somewhere else. So just again, another big shout out to the PR team.
0: Yeah, no, they do a great job. Jillian uh, Omany from the one team we agree on says, and we all know Miami is going to make the playoffs. It's scripted. Please no messy circus in Philly again. It is scripted. That's what's going to happen.
2: As Jillian Um, said in her show today, I I hope that we get Philly and we throttle them. That was a very aggressive way that she described uh, one team beating another. I never heard that before. Throttling somebody.
0: Beat the shit. Listen, I like it. I like the the mentality. Sounds dirty. Yeah, you just gotta beat the shit out of them. I love it. Should all I right go guys. to my wife
2: and be like, "Can you please throttle me"?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now the show has turned to the after hours
2: across the pitch. <laughs> uh, so
0: we have the, our, our points prediction for this next month of September. It's not really too optimistic. Uh, let's do a real quick. We'll do goal score prediction for Saturday, and then we're gonna do a quick wrap up of the show. Dave, score against Cincinnati.
1: I'll go one all. Um, oh
0: I can live with that. I can live with that. Okay. As I said,
1: I could I could very much see, see it being one win, three draws, one one loss. Um
0: I do. Goal score, Dave?
1: <sighs> okay, um ah uh, uh, probably Carranza, I think Carranza will pop up one.
2: I think angel. he's gonna get hot with this boot race. <laughs> so we have <laughs> we have Caleb
0: saying two to one union. Uh, Caleb says, amen, I want Miami again. That's, <laughs> I love the comments tonight, guys. I appreciate that. Yeah, so she's, Jose, thrott-
2: she's throttling teams. Yeah, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Jose, what's your score prediction for Saturday?
2: I think I think it's, I don't know, I'll have to watch some more Cincinnati matches and maybe do some more research, but I I, I reckon that Cincinnati's a very different team without Micho um, Costa. So mm-hmm. I actually think that we might, Get away with a two one win, and Carranza bags one. Right. and then I think we'll see a late sub, maybe sixtieth minute sub and see uh, Ty come in and maybe put a header in, something that oh, we yeah. we've needed from our strikers for a long, long time.. So we so- got- I wouldn't discount a header from low either.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got two to one. Caleb agrees with you as well. Jim Leinert says three to one. You know, I, I just want to see some consistency from our players because we saw Glessons have a great game and then have a poor game, then have a great game. We've seen yeah. low go back and forth. We've seen Ua play much better recently, but, you know, still not getting the back of the net as often as we probably want. Uh, Jim or Kyle says, rather, just get three points. And I'm going to agree with him. Just get three points. Just get a win. I don't know why guys. I'm going to go 1-0. I think we pull out a shutout against Cincinnati and we get the win and you're going to have uh is going to score. I like that we I like the way he's been playing recently. So I'll I'll take it. And then he says, "We got a hot take here." He says, "Start Baribo and bench our waste of money." There you go. I'm fine with I'm fine with starting Baribo as well. I I like the way he looked against the Red Bulls in that in that brief stint. So he was we, working. He was working, man. And you saw him trying to lead players a bit. Like I know you try to lead the ball to Quinn Sullivan. And it felt like Quinn was almost a little bit behind too. I think it was mentioned online somewhere that, you know, Ty's definitely getting his form going. Um still needs some some finishing touches there on his, on his game. So now let's wrap up the show real quick with those sponsors. We have a n- new set of sponsors now. So look, look out no more, uh, actually, no, we do I mean,
2: distillery. Yeah. No more
0: do <laughs> distillery. We have all state now. So we have Allstate insurance agency, Deborah Sigler, who's a six M for the Corps, three in Allentown, PA. Specializing in auto home renters life and much more get a quote today by calling 610-395-6100 we have our old faithful vinnie's pizza discover a new favorite by trying to top pizzas in allentown plus pasta salads calzones sandwiches and more check out their menu at vinnie's PizzaRestaurant.com. We have Dave's favorite Stuff to the Grills, offering a unique twist on a traditional sandwich shop. They have homemade hot and cold sandwiches, salads, appetizers, and baked goods available for all events at StuffToTheGrills.com. We have Manscaped, 20% off by using the code AATSports at Manscaped.com. I promise we are not going to play that commercial for you tonight as much as Jose wants to see it again. And Philly Sports Trips joins us in New York or Washington. Secure your spot at phillysportstrip.com and select Allentown Pickup at checkout. And that is our sponsor, Read Short, Sweet, and to the point. we got a couple more comments, and we'll do our final thoughts here. Ua is due for a great game. Excited to see more of Todd. I agree, Jillian. I think Ua is due, due for that, that brace of a game. And then Caleb says it was great watching him play off the other attackers because our forwards struggle with that now, and I agree with that as well. Now, guys, final thought here, and we'll wrap up the show, which is actually under an hour. Thanks. Appreciate it. For once. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Your final thought.
1: I think mean, it's a big game this weekend. Um, I think it could be a big indication of how serious the Union could become playoff time. So I think there's no doubt the Union will be in the playoffs. I think the big question now is where they'll be seeded. Um, I'm not sure. Is, does the second seed get the buy?
0: Is there a buy now with the with the the new buying round or the playing round,
2: dude? I, I this is this is we're playing Apple's game now, so I'm not sure. <laughs>
0: Apparently, one of our commenters probably knows, so I'm, I'm sure they can fi- fill in. But yeah. go ahead, they finish your thought. Yeah.
1: So where's Val? Are you? We Yeah. yeah right. Where's Val? <laughs> um, yeah, I think again this could be a good indication to see how this team is going to compete in the playoffs again. Like it, again, it's they even have been in and around you know that 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 pack, but they've been too inconsistent to really take advantage. of you know, we've been screaming from the rooftops. It's been so inconsistent, especially when opportunities have opened up um, for them. This probably is the sort of game they'll go out and win, especially with how big the gap is now. They'll probably go out and win and lose in Charlotte, which is the way that the union season has gone. Um but yeah, I think this will be a good, a good indicator, especially if they you know, if they get a home playoff game or two. It could be a very, very big indicator of how the rest of the... Uh, Rest of the playoffs and postseason well, the rest of this season, the postseason could go for the Eden.
0: Absolutely. Jose, your final thought?
2: Yeah, I think uh I think Saturday's gonna be very telling, right? And 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 sort of the the power struggle here in the east and and who could be tough dog right and maybe i'm overlooking new england but they're sort of self-imploding with selling their their starting goalkeeper and now everything with Bruce arena and, and congrats to tom bogert and and uh, pablo iglesias for um the their reporting and all of that and, and just following a lead and making a very very good story out of it informing us um but I think I think it'll be a good game. I, I hope that the Union faithful are all in tune and realizing that this is a very, very important game. and and this should be honestly treated more as a rivalry than I think New York <laughs> Red Bull should ever be anymore. So I hope that the stadium's packed and, and I feel like it will be. And again, just a final thank you to everybody who's been interacting with our content or, or my, my content specifically to, to be, <laughs> to get the news and, and be fully credentialed, uh, even on field uh, for the new, uh, the Mexico and Germany game is awesome. So I'm, I'm really excited to be at the link on October 17th and just follow my Twitter, Jose, our noon, Nunez, yeah, I have my Z in there. Nunez ninety one on Twitter, and and when October seventeenth comes, you can get a lot of really cool uh, content from the Mexico Germany game out in Philadelphia. I know I might have to go to that. I mean,
0: I, of, all, of all people, the three of us should be going to that game. It should be me, so I might have to get tickets <laughs> to get to that. Uh, yeah, my final thought is uh, we've seen the Union fall flat against Miami. We've seen them fall flat at Toronto, and it feels like they just haven't kicked it up to the next level. Uh, on, against the Red Bull, that we finally saw that. We finally saw that killer mentality that we've, we've been dying to see that I've been preaching for. I've been wanting to throttle teams left and right. It just hasn't happened yet. So I just want to see the union turn it on. Finally, like, listen, this, this is the final push. Play through your wounds. Try to stay healthy. Just get to the finish line. If you can make the playoffs, I think it'll be okay. As long as you're hosting, if you have to travel too much, I think the union, unfortunately, and they're bit earlier. So my final thought is just, just go out there and kick some ass. That's it, man. We've been getting all these talks from Cincinnati being the better team this year that, you know, they're, they're no longer just our little baby cousin now. So just shut them the hell up and, and send them back home. Uh, but that's, that's across the pitch. We're on live every Monday night at 8 45 PM. You can catch us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, Dave, that's Dave GFC Miller, Jose Nunez, Jose R. Nunez, I won again, Ember 1323. Happy Monday night, guys. Go Union. See you Go. at the tailgate. See so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll be there.